Luke, the 15th chapter, and the 17th verse. We got to get out of the way. Luke chapter 15, verse number 17. Hallelujah. When you're there, say, I'm there. If you're still looking, say, wait on me. You're just going to look at the screen and say, I'll do what I want. Glory to God. Luke, the 15th chapter and the 17th verse. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. I want to minister a message this morning entitled, He's Ready. He's Ready. Thank you all so much. He's ready. We have been in this amazing series called The Return at all seven of our campuses across America. And this series has been connected to us really understanding our posture as sons and really who the Father is to each and every one of us. And we've been talking about how in Luke chapter 15, there is a series of parables that are a response to uh, some conversation Jesus was engaging. There were some people who were upset about the fact that he was hanging around certain sinners, uh, type of people uh, who didn't live the way that others had lived. Their lives had a couple of bumps and uh, mistakes and bruises in there. Anybody ever been there before? Um, where the, the, the life was not completely just, you know, together in any kind of way. They weren't those that were serving God. So people were upset about Jesus spending time with them. And so Jesus response to them was to take them through a series of parables where he locked revelation in. The first one, as I told you, and you need to study all of Luke 15, but the first one is the lost sheep. In Luke chapter 15, verse... The second was the lost coin in Luke 15, verse 8 through 10. And then lastly, where we've been hanging out for the last few weeks is the parable of the lost son, or many have called the prodigal son. And, uh, and we've been watching the journey of this son because the son has been a very interesting guy where he has demanded that he has his inheritance before his time. He's walked in great dishonor. He's walked in ungratefulness towards his father and begin to pretty much tell his father, you're worth more to me dead than alive. So I want it. I wish it were that you were dead. So give me my inheritance now. We see him go through a series of situations and issues where he ends up spending everything he had, and as we talked about last week, ended up working in the pig's pen. While he was working in the pig's pen, his desires and his makeup begin to change, where he became animalistic and started having desires to eat what the animals eat. And we talked about last week that when we, when we detach from the Father, we attach to something. When we detach from sonship, we attach to slavery. This man became a slave to his environment because he made a decision that he no longer wanted what the Father had to provide. Which brings us to the point in verse 20, where we begin to see that he has made his way to a place where he has come 
to himself. He's waking up. He's waking up and he's found out that the journey that I have taken has not been the right journey. It's not been the correct journey. And I need to bring an adjustment to my life. So uh, Luke 15, 17 begins to say that he came to himself and he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to, and to spare and I perish with hunger? Why am I living beneath my privilege? There is stuff that's available to me that I'm not accessing right now. And I've come to the realization that there is more for me. I wish I had just two people in the building say, there's more for me. There's more for me than what I am experiencing right now. So he said, I will arise and go to my father. I will arise. I'm not going to stay here any longer. I made a decision that I'm about to move. I made a decision that I'm going to shift. I made a decision that I'm going to go into another direction. The power of your actions are found in your decisions. If you never become a decided man or woman, it will never manifest in your actions. You must become decided. You cannot falter in your decision-making process. You cannot be up and down, topsy-turvy, left and right. You must make a decision. Either I'm going to live for God. I can't hear you. Or I'm not going to live for God. Either I'm going to serve him or I'm not. I don't understand this gray area. Can I tell you what I've been telling you for years? There is no gray in God. There's gray in America. There's gray in our, in our wonderful orange hair president. But there is no gray in God. You have to make a decision which direction. Now, I think, I think some of us have felt like at times, I'm just going to pause here for a minute, that God is okay with your gray. He's not okay with our gray, but our gray manifests in, every, in other areas of our life. It don't just manifest with God, right? It manifests what kind of job you want to work. Pediatrician today, tomorrow you, you want to be a Starbucks owner. Because somebody said, please make a decision. Decide what you're going to do, please. And so he came and he decided. And his decisions begin to attach to his actions. Say, I will say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and no longer worthy to be called a son. Make me like one of your higher servants. So he went from deciding that he was going to arise to actually arising. The Bible says in Luke, uh, uh, 1520, he arose and came to his father. He arose and came. He arose and came to his father. He got rid of the doubts that were in his heart because there were doubts that played out in the text. Whether his father would really receive him or not. Whether he would have the placement that he once had or not. He got rid of the doubts and he resolved and then he executed his resolution. So we've got to pay attention to this because this week, if can I talk to you prophetically today? Ask you a question, don't be rude. I said, can I talk to you prophetically today? I believe that this week is going to be a week where you're going to have to act on your resolutions. I believe that this week is going to demand some things of you. This is not just a word. This is prophetic to you. This is going to demand some things of you, and you've got to have to act on your resolution. I know it's easy to kick back and to watch life happen, you know, and to watch things. My wife always says, life doesn't happen to me. I happen to life. And in other words, I'm the one that's in control of the circumstances that's in my life. God is actually not in heaven just moving parts around, and you're at the mercy of that. He's actually empowered you to make the proper decisions and the resolution. 
resolutions and to act on them so that you can get manifestation. If you are not resolved, number one, and then if you don't act on your resolution, number two, then you will not see manifestation. So manifestation, there is not a thing of God, come on, will you do it, please? It's not. Manifestation is best, it's based upon me becoming resolved, me acting on the resolution, then I get manifestation. Then I get manifestation. But if I stay in the doubt realm, if I stay in the realm of doubt, I'll never receive what it is that God has for him. Something can be yours, but if you remain in the place of what if, you will never have it in your hand. Your manifestation is not because of anybody else, not because of anyone else. It's because of you. Y'all real quiet in here today because you know what? That doesn't sound really happy because we would like to be able to blame everybody else or why we don't see what we want to see and why we're not working what we want to work and why we don't live how we want to live it's this husband the Lord gave it it's these kids it's this job it's my city it's this thing listen please the Bible said that time and chance has been given to all it's up to you what you do with it hello church so he became resolved this is what I love the Bible says the Bible says that a great way off Let's just stop there for a minute. A great way off. He was far from God. And oftentimes people feel like when we've made decisions that have brought us far from God, that God is not concerned of us or he does not see. We have felt like if I've gone too far, as I said last week, it's almost like I'm here so I might as well stay here. But the reality is this, that you've got to understand it doesn't matter how far off you've gone. I know you saved. I know you've been living for the Lord for a long time. But some of us have gone afar off in our mind. We've gone afar off in our actions. And God's saying it doesn't matter how far off that you are. I see you. The Bible makes it clear that when he was still a great way far off, his father saw him. Now listen, let's talk about this. His father recognized him in his lowest state. He didn't look the same. The man hadn't eaten in days. The man had eaten in days. He was in his most horror. He, 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 looked, he, he, looked, he looked bad. He, he looked sick. He didn't look together. He didn't look like himself. But even when you don't look the way he created you to look, and even when you don't have it together the way you thought you should have it together, he sees you afar off. God says, my eyesight goes far. It's not a problem. It's not an issue for me. I see you in every area of your life. I see you in every circumstance. I see you in every situation I see you and this is what I love the Bible says and his heart was moved with compassion the father says it doesn't matter how far you travel doesn't matter where your circumstance take you I see you now let's keep it real 10 o'clock how many of you have ever wondered if God saw you come on be real I mean, I know you saved. I know you were shouting a minute ago and all of that. But hey, you ever wonder, like, hey, hey, yo, God, really? You know, do you see me? And it's almost like, if you do see me, like, is this a game? Is this a joke? Like, what are you doing? Y'all don't leave me out here by myself? It's like, God, what, what are you doing with my life? Is this like a... <laughs> Ask the Gucci, come out. Like, it's, a, it's like... <laughs> oh, it was game head. We have felt like many times like God, like 
seriously, dude. What is going on? You have to rest assured in the fact that in every circumstance and in every situation, God sees you. Now, that's comforting to me. Because I realize no dad is going to see me in a horrible circumstance and just let me hang out there. He's going to do everything in his ability to be able to bring me to a place of solace, to a place of strength, to a place of hope. So I'm happy he sees me because I know that if he sees me, he's doing his best to do something about it. If nothing else, he's already released a grace to me to get up from where I am. Let's, 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 let's go back. Let me tell you, the only way that he was able to move on his resolution is that grace made it available to him. Let me say it differently. Grace is God's divine ability to do a thing. Are you getting this? And so while he was laying down in his mess, even, even when the father did not see him, you know, he could feel, if you will, the love of the father being moved towards him. And we know this even in scripture as we know that the father here represents father God, right? And we understand that the Bible says very clearly that Holy Spirit woos us in. Holy Spirit pulls us in. It's by Holy Spirit. It's by the power of God. It's by the grace of God that you are drawn to a different decision, that you are drawn on to change. You are drawn to deliverance. I wish somebody say thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will awaken you. That's why I don't write this. I question y'all. I question, I question some of your Holy Ghost. Just a couple of people are saying, man, they're like, back off of that apostle. No, I question your Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will move you to deliverance. I can't hear you. Y'all quiet on that one, huh? The, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will cause for you to shift. The Holy Ghost will knock on your door and be like, enough is a dog enough. Are you understanding me? Uh, 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 yeah, the Holy Ghost will, you understand what I'm saying? You'll come up out of something. Maybe y'all never been there before. you come out of something. The Holy Ghost will convict your butt. Or you like, what in the world? Oh, my God. I feel like if I, uh-oh. I feel like if I take one more step, I'm about to be out of here. Like the Holy Ghost, the real Holy Ghost, y'all, will convict you to change. Are you understanding that? And what he was experiencing was the love of the Father caught him even in his mess and drew him in when he was a great far way off. He recognized his son and all of the feelings, the love that he had for his son began to fill his heart. And the Bible says, and he had compassion. Let's deal with this, please. Because it is necessary for us, not only for us to be able to go to the next level in our own lives, but in order for us to reach the people that God has called us to reach, there has to be real compassion moving on the inside of you. There has to be a concern for the human condition. Do you understand me? Some of us have gotten so saved. We've been saved so long, we've forgotten the human condition. We've forgotten cotton that there's flesh that we're sitting in and there's stuff we got to process through and there's stuff we've got to deal with we cannot allow pride okay we can't allow pride to keep us at a high place because remember the father could have been he had the right to be like nah fool you didn't want me you want to take the inheritance you want to do that no okay i'm just gonna wait for you I wait for you to come. I feel no compassion. Many of us have been in a situation where people did not listen to us. And because they didn't listen to us, we didn't love them. Because they didn't listen, we didn't love them. 
okay. That's why you got to be careful with prophetic people sometimes. Because sometimes you got to watch yourself. If you dream of dreams, seer, uh, you receive prophetic revelation, you cannot be so attached to what God gave you that if somebody don't follow some word that God spoke, because it ain't you, you ain't God, fool, but, but because somebody didn't follow what you said, God said, then now I no longer want to talk to you. So then when I see you, y'all don't like this. So when I see you, I, I ain't got nothing to say. Some of us gotten that way with our family members. I told you that this was not the right direction. I told you this was not the thing to do. So now when I see you, now I ain't talking to you. Why y'all, y'all, y'all? Y'all in here? Yeah. Now, I ain't talking to you because why? You didn't find, I told you, you wouldn't have been in that situation if you just would have listened, if you just would have did what I told you to do, and we have no compassion. Here's the thing, though. We, we have no compassion, but we want to reap compassion. <laughs> we, we, we have no compassion, but we're like, hey, where my compassion at? Can I say that to you today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and don't, I'm going to step out of here. Don't be a leader in any form in the world because you become a leader in any form in the world. Oftentimes, the people who want you to give them compassion are the people that give you the compassion the least. I'm going to stay right here. Leaders oftentimes don't have the ability to have a bad day. Why y'all, hello? So if the father was rude and was like, ah, oh, I mean, I'll see you when you get over here, then it would have been a problem. Cause like, you're the father, you're supposed to be mature. You're supposed to, you're supposed to accept me and love me no matter what. You're supposed to, you know what, let me communicate it better because some of you look sleepy. You're supposed to have no feelings. Right? So it's two ways to it. Where people are always trying to demand compassion where they haven't sold compassion, number one. But then the father, he was mature enough to get past his emotions, get past his hurt, because he was hurt. When you really love God's way, you love hard. But we got that loose love. You got loose leaf love. I can't hear you. You, you got, you, your, your love is faster. You look at somebody behind you and say, he's talking to you. And you, you your love is loose. You can't, I'm going to say something real strong for you to take home and apply. You can't love God's way and be so detached. God's love is not a take it or leave it. That's just the five people that's going to say amen to me this this morning. God's love is not take it or leave it. God's love is I'm attached to you to the end. Yeah, it was it David that said, even if I make my bed in hell, he sees me. It doesn't matter. Wherever I go, the Father's love is still moving towards us. And so when the Father sees the Son, his heart was moved with compassion that says it doesn't matter that you didn't listen. It doesn't matter that you didn't care. It doesn't matter that you hurt my feelings. It doesn't matter that you didn't do what I told you to do. I am still set. Somebody ought to be happy about that because even this week, you know you acted a fool. You might be sitting in here looking like you got it all together if you want to. But I know who I preach to and I know who I serve 
And some of you acted a whole fool this week and wondering if God still loves you. And let me be God's prophet in your life to say that the Father is still standing there and he sees you afar off and his heart is moved with compassion. I see you where you are. To the point where I want to pull you in. Are you getting this this afternoon? If we're going to transform the world, we got to be moved with compassion. This judgmental demon that's in the house of God. I can't hear you. I said this judgmental demon in the Christians. This judgmental demon that's looking at people and trying to read them and see where they're at. And find out what's going on with him. Instead of posturing your heart to be able to feel what God feels towards them. I'm going to stay right here because it's my mic and I say what I want to. It's important that you understand that you get to a place that you don't really know Jesus until you got compassion. Tweet that. If you pray in the Holy Ghost, but you don't have compassion, you can drive by and see the human condition and not feel a thing. I don't believe you know the right Jesus. Let me tell you what's happening. Let me tell you what's happening. We're looking at stuff that's happening even in the world. We'll even look at different artists who, who may sing different songs. And we'll look at them, we'll size them up, and we'll talk about what they're not and what they're doing to the world and how they're affecting the world. But when you really have the heart of Jesus, you see beyond this song. And something moves in your heart and you see the little girl that never got any love. So she's singing all of these songs to get attention from the world because her daddy never took time in her. Oh, and when you got a real compassion, the intercessor will come up inside of you and you'll begin to pray. Y'all quieted here. You'll begin to pray for the people that everybody else is talking about and don't want in their churches. I'm going to say again, there's a whole lot of compassion here at All Nations San Bernardino. Bring me the broken. Bring me the sick. Bring me the messed up. Bring me the drug addict. Bring me the prostitute. Bring me the word wayward star. Bring me the celebrity that's broken in their heart. Bring me the broken because there's a safe place for them to receive the Father's heart of compassion. Now watch this. His compassion did not keep him still. Real compassion will always move you. Come on. Real compassion would always move you. Remember when he was feeding the 5,000? His heart was moved with compassion. What did he say? He said, let's multiply this thing. Give me the fish. Give me the loaves. We about to eat. We about to eat. And this thing is going to be real because what happened? Whenever you move with compassion, it will always connect to action. You see how I did that? Whenever you move with compassion, it will always connect to action. Every one of us in our lives, I'm going to tell you, that's how you test your compassion. You can't say you're compassionate for something and you're not willing to act. The father's compassion rose up in a Michelle, and this is what happened. And he ran. He was a father. I need you to see the father's heart now. Because the father's like, when you've come to yourself and you've resolved and you've made a decision. Are you understand this? Now, I want you to realize that the father did not come looking for him. The father did not chase him. The father did not, because why? I told you before, sons is a sign or should be a sign of maturity. You're not the lost coin. You're not the lost sheep. You're a son. 
you're a son. So the expectation of God is that you come to a resolve in your heart. So for everybody, so he leave the 99 and so I left the butt. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He definitely did. But either are you a son or you're a dumb sheep. He didn't go after the son. He waited for the son to be resolved. The son started making steps. I need you to get this. Break it down for me, Sherman. If you draw nigh unto me, come on, it's Bible. I'll draw nigh unto you. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. If you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. If you draw nigh unto me, I'll draw nigh unto you. Make a resolve that you're sick of living like that. Make a resolve that you're sick of working there. Make a resolve that you're sick of that life. And if you make some steps to me, I will run to where you are. I will grab you up. The father says, I see you. I see you afar off. I'm going to run. I'm going to run from where you are. And not only am I going to run to you, I need you to get this. He said, I'm going to fall on your neck. In other words, I'm going to embrace you. These are steps of compassion. I hope you're getting this. I want you to know how the Father deals with you. doesn't matter how messed that you've been. He runs to you. He runs to you. And once he runs to you, he embraces you. Are y'all in here today? Some of us don't mind coming to the situation, but we don't want to touch it. We'll send our money, but we'll never embrace it ourselves. Oh, you'll get to the situation, you'll be like, mm, you're dirty. You stink. Oh, I saw you far off. I don't know you mind, but mm-mm, go take a shower. Many of us operate in go take a shower ministry. We want people to clean themselves before we touch them. We, we, and it, and it is translates in your own mind. You think you have to clean yourself before God touches you. God's like, no, I'm the restorer. It's not your job to restore yourself. It's your job to come to resolution. Make your way towards me. And when I see you, I'm going to come to you. And not only am I, I wish I would get this this morning. And not only am I going to come to you, I will embrace you in your dirty, nasty state. And I'm not going to wait for you to clean yourself before I embrace you. This is good preaching today. I'm telling you. You, 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 I'm not going to wait for you to do it. I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to embrace you. The father said he ran. Bible said he ran and he embraced him and this is the next thing this is the next thing and he kissed him it's like the kiss was a sign of affection here it is and reconciliation he said now I'm going to grab you and I'm going to embrace you but I'm going to show it and make it clear to everybody that's watching that this is my son I'm going to make it clear to them that there's a resolution, there is reconciliation that is happening here. I feel the Lord on this. Some of us have been so detached from people in our lives and also we haven't been able to receive God because we feel like, we, you know what, in order for you to be humble, to come to, uh, uh, to, come to resolve or to come to reconciliation, you're like, I, mm, I prefer to keep my hurt. Because we say stuff like this, I'm sick of always having to be the one.
why do I always have to? When is somebody going to admit they're wrong? You sound like a little baby. I said, you sound like a little baby. Where's your passion? You sound like a little baby. Where's your bottle? You sound like a little baby. But if you want to be a son, I can't hear you. If you want to rise in maturity, if you want to be the world changer, you cannot be in a place where you make a decision that I'm going to always wait for you to come to me to be the one that brings a resolution. Aaliyah said it so clearly. There has to be a resolution. She prophesied. Go and find you some resolve. Reconciliation. <laughs> you don't like this. Reconciliation. I am the one because I am a son. Keep doing this, Sherman. I mean, rhyme today. Hashtag bars. I am the one because I am a son. So I will always be the one. Why? I want my heart cleared. I want my heart cleared. I don't want to live in a place where my heart is clogged up. So I've told you before, it has, my forgiveness has nothing to do with you. Everything to do with myself. I know, you're like, oh, that's selfish. I ain't going to be clogged up. I got a world to change. You know what I'm saying? I got a legacy. I got four kids that's depending on me to live right, serve the Lord with all my heart. You understand what I'm saying? I, I got stuff to do, and I cannot be sitting somewhere pissed off at you and missing my destiny. Yeah, I said it pissed off. I cannot be somewhere upset with you and miss my purpose because I didn't get up and move with compassion. He ran. What you waiting for? Some of us, some of us are moving slow. Or we are moving at the pace that others are moving. All the Bible says is that he was coming. The Bible doesn't say he ran. See, the father in the compassion, his pace was swift to come and grab one he loved. He ran. Come on, Israel. He ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. The kiss was a sign of reconciliation. The kiss was a sign to say, you know what? It doesn't matter what it's been. I've come today to receive you just like you are. He's ready. The Father is ready for you to make the decision that I am going to go the direction that you have designed for me to do. I'm going to come to myself. I'm going to move towards you. And the Father is saying, in every area of your life, I am ready to move towards you. I'm running to you. I am embracing you. I'm kissing you. And letting you know that there's nothing that you could ever do that would stop my love towards you. What areas in your life, whether you're in the building or whether you're watching online, where you have made a decision that God has kind of pushed you aside and it's kind of done with you because you keep making the same mistake? I want to talk to those in the room today who found themselves in the same error. It's not all, uh, all of it is not necessarily that I, I, that I went and I did something that is listed as a sin, but I disobeyed what instruction God gave me. And to disobey is sin. I hope I need you to get that today. 
to disobey his sin. God's saying, I want you make your budget tomorrow. I need you to catch this. I want you to make your budget tomorrow because I'm preparing you for the next season of your life. You decide that something else is more important than making your budget. You have sinned. <laughs> your disobedience is sin. It may not be listed somewhere because that's what we're doing. We're looking for lists. And because we're looking for lists, we've moved out of just living pleasing to him. So whatever your heart wants, whatever you desire, Father, that's what I want to do. That is getting in alignment with his plan and his will. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's not on the list. It doesn't matter if everybody else doesn't have to do it. What, what sin to you may not be sin to me. Because I don't have your set of instructions. But it doesn't matter what direction you have been. Because I need you to catch this. I told you there's a little prodigal in all of us. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. If you make the resolution, I'm coming back. He says, I run to you. I embrace you. And I give you the kiss of reconciliation. That's his grace that's flowing through our lives on every single day. It's the father looking for their child to come into alignment of what he said over our lives. Lift your hands. Father, we thank you for the powerful love and compassion that you release to us on a daily basis. Uh, we will not be down on ourselves when you're there to pick us up. We will not be pushing ourselves down when you're there saying, I'm there to embrace you. I feel the love of God in this room. Just take a moment and worship him. That the love of God is flowing in this atmosphere this morning to help you realize that I love you in spite of you. I love you in spite of you. And I love you enough to not let you stay the way that you are. In every area of your life where you found yourself disobedient and not following his plan. He's saying, hey, I'm reaching. I'm reaching for you. Make the resolution. I'm coming towards you. He said, you come towards me. I'm going to run towards you. I'm going to embrace you. I'm going to kiss you because you're my child. I'm drawn to the broken, said the Lord. I'm not pushing you away because you don't have it together. You're my child and you are not disqualified. You're not qualified, you said the Lord. I qualified. I've qualified you by the power of my blood. You receive it by way of repentance. I have qualified you. I've qualified you. I pulled you in to be able to live the best life you could ever live. I've qualified you, said the Spirit of God. Father, we receive the qualification that comes from heaven. Right where you are, lift your hands and just open your mouth and begin to worship him. Father, we worship you. Come on, lift your voice.